spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. My cynicism knows no bounds as I come on air and begin a new week. First full week of 2024. We were here for four days last week. There are three things that I am questioning. In no particular order, there's that Alaska airplane incident on Friday night. Thank God nobody was hurt where the door blew off mid-flight. So I'm reading in the Oregonian and I sent out a tweet to this effect just within the course of the last hour. Tell me if this passes the smell test. 171 passengers, 178 seats. So a really full flight, right? And yet the two nearest the door that blew out mid-flight, a part of which, by the way, was found in the backyard of a school teacher in, in the great state of, uh, of Oregon, uh, has been located Nobody was sitting in those seats. Yeah, no. No way. The second I saw that no sentence, way. the second I saw that sentence, I thought of you. <laughs> I was like, no possible way. Yeah. What went on here, I'm sure, is that the flight attendants, the crew, uh, no, don't, don't sit in those seats. Because are you telling me that otherwise they wouldn't have been full? Of course, the window seats are the first ones that get filled. There's just no way. So that's number one. Number two, the Eagles collapse. Okay, I'm a little bit bitter because, I, you know, Philadelphia was a, a, a five or five. I don't know if I had five or five and a half points that I was giving up to the Giants. Uh, totally ruined my line yesterday. And now I've got everything riding on the national championship tonight with my friends at Bet Parks. Um, that collapse, the collapse of the Eagles in the last several games has been so unprecedented, so monumental that if my father, who was an Eagle season ticket holder for, you know, 50 years were alive, I know what he'd be sitting there and telling me as we were watching the game. Like somebody's got something invested here. There was a particular pass, an Eagles pass that was dropped. It's good that I don't remember the name of the receiver, uh, lest I besmirch him, but it like hit him right in the numbers. And I look at him like, if dad were alive, He'd say no way that guy wanted to catch that ball. So I'm just saying. And then, and then number three, there's Lloyd Austin. Oh, I got to talk about Lloyd Michael, Austin. Michael, 
is is this does this have to do with your lack of drinking? Are you like snarly and cynical? Seriously, no. no. Did you did you break? Did Absolutely not. So you're still dry. Yeah, dry January continues. Yeah, dry January continues, and I'm in good shape. Are you? No, if anything, you, you're sounding a little, <laughs> a little if, bit. Snarky. If anything. All of this would have gotten past me oh. if I were not experiencing dry January. This is your laser Absolutely. sharp, sober analysis. This is why people subscribe to SiriusXM for these sort of insights. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I am totally like spot on with all of the above and and the Lloyd Austin situation. Okay, now for tell your, me, tell okay, me about the Lloyd Austin. For your Austin information, situation. though, for your information, mm. you're out. You owe me a hundred dollars. Because you said I wouldn't make it through the weekend. I wasn't going to go there now, but I'm happy to go there There's now. There's no small or large on that bet. Yeah, there was. We'll listen to the tape. I heard somebody make reference to $100, and I think it was you. So I made it through the weekend, and Dan, as I recall, said MLK Day, yep. which is a week from, right, Dan? A yep. week from today. Yep. A week and you're going to make it there, too. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the bigger thing, and I, I never made a commitment to either of you or the audience about my smoking. This was purely about drinking, but I'm struggling more with cigars mm. because on a day like, well, I look at this weekend, two things where it really was tough. I was writing a speech, and that's normally a smoke time for me. Right. And also, the like the football, and this coming weekend are all the wild card games. This, this, there's a lot of great football in the coming weekend, and the idea of not being able to have a cigar and watch those games is, is a bit painful. But otherwise, I'm intact. And, and, all and, right. And you, and don't try and claim credit for this, because it's not like you were seeking to incentivize me by Was telling I not? me. No, How you, you were know? not. No, you were being snippy and snarky. And you said <laughs> you said I wouldn't make it. And I did. I had zero faith in you. I also knew the second I said it, did not plan it ahead of time. Oh, but there's the no way. Second, I said it. There's... I was like, I have now assured him yeah. that he will. There's no way. Yeah, that was not your motive. Though. That was not I my motive. I'm not giving you any credit. It was not my motive. But the second I said it, I was like, and now he will do this. Alcohol would never have touched my lips when TC said <laughs> you won't last through the first weekend. Now I don't feel as as personal vindictive vindictive toward Dan. So right. I don't. Because I don't know. Because he's so much nicer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Um, can I talk about Lloyd Austin? Please. Okay. Yes. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Look, I don't need to know the defense secretary's medical procedure. I'm not interested in, in the medical procedure. I, I do question, and Politico had the story first, and we've got one of the key reporters who you'll hear from this hour of the program. Um, I do see in the Politico reportage and other reportage that, that they're describing it as some kind of a routine procedure, and yet he also spent three, maybe four days in the ICU. I believe as I speak, he is still hospitalized. And and I wish him Godspeed. I lack a firm opinion as to the job that he has done as defense secretary. Always seemed to me to be a competent and steady guy, but I profess no level of expertise. I'm I'm not uh look, I like I'm having this conversation. Look at the Chiron on Fox. White House kept in dark about Austin's hospital stay. I mean a broken clock is is right twice a day. So because I may be imparating some of the things that they're saying doesn't mean that it's wrong. Okay, so what do you think went on here? Well, I'm I'm trying to say I'm not I, I'm not uh clamoring for his resignation. Okay. I, I don't know enough about his record. But something's not right here. And I got a missive from our friend, the former national security advisor for Countum, three American presidents, Richard Clark that shed light on this in a way that I've not read anywhere in the media thus far, which just underscored my, my concern that, and, and maybe it's because what are they calling him in, in one of the stories that I read a cipher? He's a guy who keeps it close to the vest. He's, he's not, uh, he's an introvert, you know, likes to keep to himself when he's on the road, takes his meals in a hotel room, I have no problem with that. Doesn't do press briefings frequently. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, that's not a reason to keep the White House out of the loop when the Secretary of Defense, and I think you could say this at any time, but you could certainly say it now, when there's a lot of stuff going on right now that's that's problematic. I mean, here, here's page one. Here's page one of the Times today in the print edition above the fold. Conflict looms with Iran from Lebanon to the Red Sea. And you're telling me that the defense secretary is hospitalized and he has uh, handed over the reins to his deputy. And by the way, she's in Puerto Rico. I'm not cool with that either. I mean, you know, God bless. I want you to have a, a nice vacation. But she should have been back at the ranch and apparently, this, this is the most puzzling of all, when he handed to his deputy responsibility for DOD activities, she, she didn't know 
that he was hospitalized. That's that's USA Today's coverage, which we have in the newsletter today. Tom Vandenbroek wrote it. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin passed authority to his deputy last week without telling her he'd been hospitalized with a serious medical condition, according to senior administration officials. On January 2nd, the day after Austin was admitted to the hospital, he transferred authorities that required, quote, constant secure communication capabilities to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. Air Force Major General Pat Ryden, the Pentagon press secretary, said in a statement on Sunday, Hicks, who was on vacation in Puerto Rico, keeps a complete suite of communications and capable staff with her at all times, regardless of geographic location, Ryder said. Hicks, however, was not aware that Austin had been hospitalized until January 4. Well, what was she told then? If I mean, does this happen all that regularly that the reins of the Department of Defense are handed off to the deputy and without explanation? I mean, I don't know, stupid analogy. If I weren't here and I said, TC, can you cover for me? I think I'd tell you why I couldn't be there. I'd tell you something. That's for sure. But more important, probably I wouldn't. But okay, I would tell you something. Hang on a second. Actually, that analogy is actually a decent one. Oh. Not because it's the, the You'd say something. Yep. Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't. And often you don't. Oh. And I don't ask. Oh, and I think that's good really interesting. You. Okay, but I'm not running the defense, not department running the defense department here. Not yet. But this actually makes me feel better because he did something. He did he did something proactively. I didn't think he told anybody anything. The, well he didn't tell well he told her because he had to deputize her, but he told right. nobody at the White House. And, and okay, I get it. It's the holidays. But is there really a holiday when it comes to national defense? And the no. White House was totally out of the loop. Do they not have ongoing, constant communication? And wait till I get to Richard Clark's point, because I haven't shared that with you yet. Um, as I said, Politico, Politico was the first to break this. Laura Seligman, the defense reporter at Politico, is going to be here in a couple of minutes time. Here's their initial reporting. It was uh, uh, Saturday that they broke this story. Three-person byline, Alexander Ward, Laura Seligman, Jonathan Lemire. The Pentagon did not tell President Joe Biden and other top officials about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization for three days, three U.S. officials said. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and other senior White House aides didn't know of Austin's January 1 hospitalization until the Defense Department sent word over on January 4. Two other U.S. officials said Sullivan informed Biden shortly after DOD's Thursday notification. The official said it was highly unlikely that Austin conveyed word to Biden privately before Sullivan's briefing. If Jake didn't know, no way the president knew, one of them said. Who would have told him of Austin's condition if not Jake? And if someone did tell the president, Jake would have been his first call, says Politico. All officials and other people who spoke on the story granted anonymity to discuss a sensitive issue. Biden held a cordial conversation with Austin on Saturday night per one U.S. official. The president has complete confidence in his defense secretary, yada, yada, yada. But news of Austin's situation came as a shock to all White House staff as they were unaware the Pentagon boss was dealing with complications following an elective medical procedure. 
The National Security Council staffers were surprised it took the Pentagon so long to let them know of Austin's status. The Pentagon didn't make the information public until Friday evening, notifying Congress about 15 minutes before releasing a public statement. In a Saturday statement after an earlier version of this story was published, Austin said, I could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. I commit to doing better. But this is important to say this was my medical procedure and I take full responsibility for my decisions about disclosure. Well, the issue is not what type of a medical procedure did you have? The issue is you're not able to fulfill your responsibilities. You got to tell that to the White House. What if there were need over the course of these few days for there to be some type of a response? And 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 granted, I understand that the defense deputy secretary would have been empowered. But should the White House not know that it's someone other than Lloyd Austin at the command? I think it's a no brainer. And and uh, and, and, you know, it's described here as elective. I, I saw it also described in other accounts as being routine. NBC reports that he spent four days in the ICU. Yeah, in the yeah, ICU. That's not that's not nothing. You that's know what I'm saying? Nothing. That's not nothing. Right. Like maybe it was a routine procedure. Right. Maybe it was an elective procedure. The kind of something thing that, went wrong. But something perhaps went wrong. Right. Yeah. So um, more from Politico. Friday evening, as many people were turning toward their weekends, DOD spokesperson Major General Pat Ryder announced that Austin had been hospitalized since January one. His deputy, Kathleen Hicks, partially assumed some of his duties January 1 until 5 when he resumed his full duties. His hospitalization was a closely guarded secret kept from even senior Pentagon officials and congressional leaders until just before the public statement. The delayed news four days afterward and the fact that he'd relinquished some of his duties as Pentagon chief met with outrage by members of the press on Friday. The frustration extended beyond the fourth estate to the Pentagon's E-ring and the halls of Congress. The vast, vast majority of leaders were unaware. And then in the final paragraph uh, of this story, it says that which I made reference to a moment ago. Several American destroyers are currently in the Red Sea where they've shot down dozens of attack drones and ballistic missiles launched by Houthi rebels in Iraq and Syria. U.S. ground forces have also fended off over 120 missile and rocket attacks. Okay, now let me give you your sophisticated, your POTUS people. You know, you read a lot of this stuff even before I say it to you. Now let me add some value from Richard Clark, former national security advisor to three American presidents. He said to me, he knows the rules, right? If he sends something to me. Oh. I think that he does. Well, he's also like national security and cyber stuff. So, yeah, we're going with He, he knows, knows the rules. I have a big mouth, right? He knows what I do for a living. Oh, geez, here we go. Michael, in the East Wing of the White House, the military office of the White House maintains a whereabouts of every presidential successor. The Speaker, the President pro tem of the Senate, every cabinet member, they do that in their role in the continuity of government system, the COG, the COG system. The whereabouts are reported by the individuals in the line of succession or their staff. A key question in the Austin controversy is, did he deceive the continuity of government system by misreporting his whereabouts? That's a question. Did he say nothing? Or did he say, did he lie? Misreporting means, did he lie? I don't know if I have seen this in the movies. 
or I have seen this in a documentary, okay. but I was I was aware of what Richard Clark is saying, but I haven't heard anybody say it until now. I haven't heard anybody say, hey, in that room where they track, I, I am I right that like they, they also did some um, uh, in the West Wing. I think there were a couple of scenes where you could see like, the you know, where's where's POTUS right now? Martin Sheen. Got it. Uh, it's, I think I've seen it depicted. And how often is it updated? But there's, but there's a constantly. Oh. So that you always know who's on property and where is everybody, God forbid, if there's a catastrophe. Uh, by the way, the Secretary of Defense and the President constitute the National Command Authority. Both have the nuclear football. Both can command military units to conduct operations. Within the Department of Defense, there's a line of devolution of authority so that there is always a national command authority if you tell the people in the chain of command that they are assuming that role. So here is a question that I, I wish to just float out there. Was the continuity of government system aware? Maybe maybe uh, Jake Sullivan hadn't been told. Maybe President Biden hadn't been told. Granted, it's the holiday weekend. First few days of the year. I'm trying to, you know, be fair here. But in that room where they track the cabinet, did they know? That's the issue. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Michael Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Laura Seligman is an award-winning journalist who covers the Pentagon for Politico. 
She's part of the team that broke the Lloyd Austin story and joins me now. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the scoop. Is he still in the hospital? Yes, Secretary Austin is still in the hospital. And in fact, we heard last night from his spokesperson, General Ryder, at the Pentagon that he does not have a definite release date right now. We still don't even know what exactly the procedure was that he went in for in the first place. No, very few people seem aware of it. And the fact that the fact is that he did not inform Congress. He did not inform his closest aides. He did not inform even the president for days that he was going into the hospital. So this really is concerning many officials in the White House and the Pentagon. They're frankly just confused and frustrated about the breakdown in communications here. How could the secretary of defense be out of pocket for four days and nobody knows? So his deputy uh, Kathleen Hicks, when she mm-hmm. was given additional responsibilities, did she know why? No, she didn't. In fact, she assumed some of Defense Secretary Austin's duties on January 2nd. That's the day after he was hospitalized. And she was performing those duties until the 4th, that's the Thursday, without knowing at all what had happened to him. Most of his office, most of the Pentagon had been told that he was just on leave and no one was really given specifics. It's obviously a quiet week. Kat Hicks herself was on vacation in in Puerto Rico. The good news is she had a secure communication suite wherever she goes. So she was able to perform these duties. But again, she did not know what, what she was filling in for. That brings me to my next point, which is that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Brown, he also didn't know until Tuesday, although he does seem to be the first senior official that someone told of of Secretary Austin's condition. Not even his chief of staff knew what was going on. Part of that is due to the fact that she was sick last weekend with the flu. This is Kelly Maximum. That's Austin's chief of staff. She was sick last weekend. So the Pentagon says she was not able to make the notifications to the White House or to Congress until Thursday, which is January 4th. But in in my book, that's not a very good excuse. I mean, she must have a deputy. There must be someone in the Pentagon with the ability to send over these notifications, which are really extremely important. So your follow-up reporting with your colleagues, Alexander Ward and Connor O'Brien, paints sort of a picture of Lloyd Austin as being, the headline says, he's a cipher, how Austin's Mm -hmm. need for privacy just backfired. Speak to that. He's an introverted guy, which may have some of the explanation we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Indeed, yeah. He is a very extremely private man. He's always been this way. He had a decades-long career in the military where during which he had many top positions, including overseeing U.S. forces in Iraq during the drawdown. He was also the four-star general overseeing U.S. forces Central Command. That's all of U.S. forces in the Middle East. And he really always shunned the cameras. He held very few press engagement throughout his time in the military. And that's extended now into his time as Secretary of Defense. Ever since he assumed the office, he's been very camera shy. He holds very few press conferences from the Pentagon. In fact, he has not gone to the Pentagon press, the the podium since July last year. That's many months since 
since he's done so. He does take reporters on trips with him and does speak with the traveling press, but it's very he takes very few reporters in comparison to his his predecessor. So that's something that the Pentagon Press Association has been complaining about for a long time, the, basically this entire time that Secretary Austin has been the secretary. And it does seem like it's finally coming back to bite him and becoming uh, almost a, a scandal right now, certainly a controversy in grabbing the headlines. Laura Seligman is a defense reporter for Politico. Laura, Richard Clark, former national security advisor for three American presidents, has been a frequent guest of mine on this radio program and on my CNN program as well. And he sent me a missive last night that focused on something I hadn't thought of. But he said the following, that in the east wing of the White House, the military office of the White House maintains a whereabouts of every presidential successor, the speaker, the president pro tem of the Senate and every cabinet member. They do it in their role as the continuity of government system. Of course, there's an acronym Mm -hmm. for that, the COG system. And he raised Mm -hmm. with me a question that I wonder if you've yet answered, which is, did the whereabouts system in the White House, forget the president and Jake Sullivan, but did that tracking system know where Lloyd Austin was at the time? As far as I know, no, nobody knew until at least Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they, the the Pentagon did not notify the White House through the appropriate channels until Thursday. That is three days after he was actually hospitalized. So I can't imagine that this cog system that you speak of was tracking this. And that that's a, a very good point because it is really in the president's interest and the interest of the national security of the United States that we know at all times where the defense secretary is. And if he is delegating his authorities to his deputy, Kathleen Hicks, first of all, that she should know why she's being delegated these responsibilities. And second, that the president should know. And certainly there are some legal responsibilities, legal implications here in terms of handing handing over some of that power to her. And I think that Congress and other people outside of the administration and inside the administration are going to be seeking answers on this. So what is it before you leave us? And thank you for being here. What is it you most want to know? I have a lot of unanswered questions. One, what was the procedure that Secretary Austin had that that is so secret? Of course, he is entitled to some privacy, but now, after the fact, he didn't alert anybody for four days. He made this into a controversy of his own making. So that's my number one question. My second question is, where was the chief of staff? I know that she was sick, but surely there was another deputy that could have done the notifications. Had the system has the system at the Pentagon really broken down so much so that this this fairly fairly routine notification couldn't happen just because someone was sick? And then finally, I'd really like to know what legal authorities were handed to the deputy secretary of defense and whether the correct processes were followed in all of those. Laura, thank you so much for the initial reporting and your willingness to come by and discuss it. I'm much obliged. Thank you so much for having me. Laura Seligman is the defense reporter for Politico. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. 
These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.